Hi guys, and welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chubin, and I'm coming to you from a different bathroom than my usual bathroom. I'm currently in Israel for my nephew's bar mitzvah, so I'm at my sister's house in the front. And even though she lives in a much quieter area, I figured I would still come to you from the bathroom to, you know, consistency and all that. Even though I don't need to be coming from the bathroom because it's quiet. But here we are. I traveled on what day? Wednesday night, Thursday. If you're listening to this actually when it comes out. And it was the most exhausting flight of my life. First of all, let me just explain to everybody what happened. I get on the plane and there's this man in my seat, clearly him with his wife next to him and their lovely baby. This is a night flight, so just a PSA, don't take your babies on night flights. It's rude to everyone else, unless you're going to drug your baby. And I'm not saying I encourage drugging children. I'm just saying unless you're going to drug them, please don't take them on the flight. That's A. B, they were on my flight. I said that. Sorry. They were in my seat. I said to the guy, super politely, because I'm super polite to strangers, um, you're in my seat. And he goes, no, I'm not. I was like, sir, yes, you are. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not moving. I was like, that's cute that you think you're not moving, but you're in my seat. Finally, he moved. But by then, him and his wife hated me. So that was great. And then their baby was screaming and crying the entire flight. And yes, I don't have children. So I know that sometimes you can't always calm down your baby and you can't control your child. Fair. But, like, at least try to soothe your kid. Like, try to calm them down. These people didn't give a shit. Literally, zero fucks given. Couldn't care less. They literally just let their baby wail and wail for hours. I did not sleep at all. It was miserable. And I was like, it is so rude to everyone on this planet right now. But literally, zero fucks. They couldn't care less. And again, I understand kids are hard. Kids do what they want. You can't always control kids. I get it. I do. But like, try a little bit. Try a little bit. Try a little bit to soothe your child. Try a little bit to be considerate to, you know, the hundreds of other people on your plane, on your flight, you know, a 10 p.m. flight. Try. Just try. But nope. These people gave zero fucks. They couldn't care less. And it was miserable because I did not fly well. Like, it was bad. Like, I did not sleep. So basically, I've been jet lagged now for days. So most of my thoughts are a little sleep deprived and delirious. So just a little disclaimer. Like, please excuse my delirious thoughts because I'm utterly exhausted. And I might just have to take a lot of melatonin tonight to kind of drug myself to sleep. Not, again, that I am promoting drugging yourself, but desperate times call from desperate measures, and I think these are really desperate times. But I don't know. Anyways, I'm in Israel for the next two weeks for my nephew's bar mitzvah. He's 13. It's crazy. He was born when I was in 10th grade. I don't know where the time goes. Um, it's going to be a lot of family time. So next week's podcast should probably be hysterical because I'll probably have plenty of family stories and family guests popping in. 
Um, but yeah, it'll just be a lot. We don't, I don't know if anyone knows this who doesn't know me personally, but I'm one of five girls. So when we get together, it is loud. It is a lot. A lot really is the only word to explain what happens when we're all together. So really just stay tuned for next week because I guarantee it will be hysterical. And we are back still in the bathroom in my sister's house in Israel. So if this sounds a little different, I'm still in the bathroom. It is still great acoustics, just different acoustics because it's a different bathroom. Much taller ceilings. Is that proper English? The ceilings are taller, higher ceilings, whatever. She lives in a better location and place than I do. But anyways... The biggest annoyance of my week, and I really hope it's the biggest annoyance of my whole year, the airlines shattered a bottle of my favorite perfume. I opened up my suitcase Thursday night, and there was glass everywhere, shards of glass everywhere. My clothes reek of Chanel. Everything reeks. My sister's entire house now, because my suitcase was open, reeks of Chanel. And don't get me wrong, this was my favorite favorite perfume. So you say, Cheryl, why do you say it reeks? Reek is a bad word. It has a bad connotation because everything is good in moderation. Cookies are good in moderation. Donuts are good in moderation. Exercise is good in moderation. All good things in moderation. My favorite perfume, fantastic, amazing. My favorite in moderation. But when more than half a bottle is spilled all over your suitcase and your clothes, that is not good. That is not moderation. That is not pleasant. It reeks. The entire house smells. All my clothes smell. I had to take everything out, pick out all the glass, wipe down the suitcase from like little shards of glass everywhere. This is literally the biggest annoyance I've had in 2020 so far. And I know first world's white girl problems. I get it. I sound super spoiled, which I am not spoiled at all. I'm the least spoiled person on the planet. Well, not on the planet, but I am not spoiled. I'm pretty level-headed, low maintenance or medium maintenance, let's be honest here. But this was really annoying. So I'm debating, should I claim it? How do I claim it? Do I get the airlines to pay for it? Can TSA pay for it? I don't know how that works. I don't really understand fully how that works. Really unclear. I do not know. But either way, it was super annoying. I was super mad and upset. I'm still super mad and upset. But again, this should be the worst thing to happen to me in the entire 2020. So if this was what it was, this would take, you know, the big annoyance of the year all the way in February. So the rest of the year, smooth sailing. I'll take it. Worst things could happen. Now I need to convince myself to spend money and splurge on buying a new one, which that will be a whole other internal battle. But for right now, this should be the worst thing that happens to me. But honestly, super annoyed. And it's like rude. Like I wrapped this so well and they broke it. So clearly they were careless. Clearly they didn't care because it didn't belong to them. And this is just rudeness all around. So whoever broke it, because it obviously one person is responsible. You suck. I hate you. And you're rude. You are rude. But again, this should be the worst thing to happen to me. So I will survive. I will persevere because I am a survivor and I will get through this really tough time. Thank you so much for caring about the really tough time of me and my perfume. 
So the other night, I learned something brand new. I literally never knew this in my life. In my 20-something years of life, I've never knew this. Alcohol stores are not open past 11 p.m. anywhere. Even a grocery store that sells alcohol that may be 24 hours doesn't serve alcohol past 11 p.m. Am I the only person on the planet who didn't know this? Is it that I'm super prepared and always buy my alcohol like way in advance or at the beginning of the night that I don't need to, you know, run in at the last minute or late at night and buy? I don't know, but I did not know they do not serve alcohol past 11 p.m. I didn't think that there were still things about alcohol that I was not knowing and still things I had to learn. I really didn't know this. Am I the only person who didn't know this? And I'm not saying this like alcohol is a big part of my life because it's not. Frankly, I'm pretty much over it. I don't love to drink so much anymore. I mean, obviously, again, in moderation because everything's good in moderation. But I don't love it. I don't need to be drunk to have a good time. I don't need to drink to have fun. I don't need to be drink to be with someone, hang out with friends or whatever. But I did not know that places don't sell alcohol past 11 p.m. Like... Where have I been? Have I been living under a rock? Is this like common knowledge? Does everyone know this except for me? I I don't know. I'm just so confused about this whole 11 p.m. thing. And why do they pick 11 p.m.? Like, why not make it midnight or later, 1 p.m.? Or I don't know, midnight sounds like a good cutoff. Like, why 11 p.m.? Who got together and decided after 11 p.m.? We don't serve alcohol anymore. No one parties after 11 p.m. Or is it by 11 p.m. everyone's so drunk that they shouldn't be allowed to make decisions to buy more alcohol to get more drunk? But if that was the case, then bars would close at 11 and clubs would close at 11 and they wouldn't serve drinks after 11, which obviously clearly isn't the case. So I'm a little confused and I don't really understand or get it. So if anyone else knows, they can let me know. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, want a shout out, anything, you can find me on my Instagram, shareshare41, that's S-H-E-R-S-H-E-R-4-1. I haven't made a podcast Instagram handle yet because I don't know if people want that, if I should do it, if it's a waste of my time. So you can let me know that as well. But I don't know. I really didn't know this. And again, not that I need alcohol, but I was just so shocked when I learned the other night that you can't buy alcohol after 11 p.m. I still think 11 p.m. is a super random number or time of night. I think they should round it off at midnight. But again, no one asked me. But this was definitely something interesting to, to learn. I never knew. But speaking of alcohol, I love non-drinking dates. And that might sound weird, so let me let me just explain. I'm very into activity dates and non-drinking dates and getting to know someone without alcohol. Like you don't need alcohol to have fun. You don't need alcohol to be fun. You need to get to know someone. Like drink dates, like oh, let's go grab a drink and sit across from a stranger or someone we barely know for three hours, kind of suck and they're kind of boring. I'm just very into non-drinking dates, very into them. And it's very creative too. Like give the guy or girl, whoever's setting up the date and planning the date, some props. Like 
I think a non-drinking date is great. Because think about it, you want to get to know this person when you're sober because you're not going to be the rest of your life drunk while you're with them if you're with them. Or even the three months you're dating, you hope that you're not drunk the entire time. I mean, listen, some people are. Like, I've definitely dated people that were, you know, slight alcoholics, borderline, not whatever. And I didn't know that they were drunk all the time. Maybe I'm just naive and stupid or just don't pay attention, but... There are people who are always drunk, but I'm definitely not one of those people, and I don't want to be one of those people, and I don't know, I'm very into the non-drinking date, the creativity of it, the fun of it, the really getting to know someone part, and not that anyone really cares about my opinion, well, maybe you do because you're still listening to this podcast 12 episodes in, which again, crazy that I'm 12 episodes in, but I don't know, very into the non drinking dates, the creative out-of-the-box activity dates. I don't want to be sitting for three hours. I mean, three hours if it's a good date, two hours if it's a bad date. Uh, A drinking from someone that I don't really know or don't know so well. So whoever is planning dates, keep up the good work. Very into the non-drinking dates. So you definitely have my stamp of approval. Okay, so as everyone knows, my favorite segment, share explaining. So again, if you don't remember, share explaining is when I take a definition that could be dating or life, and I'll take, you know, the Urban Dictionary definition, and then I'll give you my interpretation and definition of it. So this week's term is dial toning. So dial toning has never personally happened to me. But I know people that it's happened to, and it's literally, I think, the rudest dating trend. And I say trend in quotations because it's not a trend. Don't do it. Don't be a dick. Have big dick energy. Don't be a dick. There is definitely a difference. Um, Literally, it's the rudest thing. Dial toning, according to Urban Dictionary, is different from ghosting. Dial toning is ignoring someone before a relationship ever begins. It's the act of giving someone your number only to ignore them when they reach out. That is literally the rudest thing ever. Don't give your number to someone if you're not going to answer when they text you. Don't make them feel stupid or desperate or like they're begging for your attention. If you have no interest in the person or getting to know them or going out with them even once, don't give them your number. It's just rude. Like, don't waste their time. Don't waste your time. Like I always say, be straightforward. Be honest. Be to the point. Don't be a dick. Don't give someone your number and then not reach out. And something funny that I realized when I was looking up definitions is that dial toning, I mean, we don't in this generation use a dial tone really, but when you pick up a landline or when you picked up old phones, there was a dial tone before you dialed the number. It was like this little like beeping sound. We don't have that now because we all have cell phones and are in the year 2020, but it was literally like the waiting period beforehand. So don't, don't take someone's number if you're not going to call them. Don't give someone your number if, if they reach out, you have zero intention of reciprocating or getting to know them or answering. Don't be a dick. Have big dick energy. Don't be a dick. That is this week's lesson. Have big dick energy. Don't be a dick.
Don't be that person. No one wants to be that person. No one wants to get to know that person. No one wants to date that person. That person gets a really bad rap really fast. And I don't know anyone who does that. Um, I know it's out there. I don't, it's never happened to me. I hope it's never happened to any of my friends because if I find out who you are that you did that to my friends, I'll cut you. It won't be pretty. But I don't know. It's really kind of obnoxious. Ghosting's bad enough as is, but dial toning is even worse. If dial toning's ever happened to you, please let me know because I'm in your corner. I'm ready to egg anyone's house. I will egg someone's house with you. I will egg someone's car with you. I will egg an actual person with you. I got your back. I'm in your corner. So that's your explaining for this week. Um, and we're coming at you from the Holy Land, as always. My name is Cheryl Chuvin. This is Zero Correlation. And thanks for listening.